This episode is brought to you by Seed. Probiotics are most effective when they make it to your colon, alive. That's why Seed developed a patented two-in-one capsule that safeguards viability of its DSO-1 daily symbiotic through digestion to deliver the maximum dose to your colon. No refrigeration necessary. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. In this episode, we continue our in-depth look at self-care. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big changes where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas and welcome to part two of my mega article on practicing self-care. In this installment, we'll be going over some examples of what self-care looks like, how to practice self-care daily, the differences between a self-care action, a habit, and a routine, how to build that self-care routine, how to maintain that routine for the long term, and some final thoughts on what to do next. So yeah, we're kind of covering a lot. With that said, by now, you should already be convinced on the importance of self-care. If you want some ideas on how to practice self-care in your life and make it fit into your life, then I suggest you join over 500 other people and download my self-care checklist. It's free and full of ideas to use in your day-to-day life when you need to take better care of yourself but aren't sure where to start. Head over to www.selfcarelist.co to download it for free now or click the link in the description of this episode. Let's get into part two. What are some examples of self-care? We've kind of already gone over this, but self-care is done best when it's simple, tiny, and repeatable. Yes, hitting up the massage parlor technically counts as self-care, but how often can you do that? If it's not something you can rely on and repeat often, then it won't serve its purpose as a tool to maintain yourself at a certain standard. With that said, here are some examples of practicing repeatable self-care. Things like washing your face. In place of going to a spa, which is something you can't do that regularly, why not treat yourself at home by washing your face with a nice facial cleanser, exfoliating, and moisturizing? It's simple, repeatable, and can leave you feeling a little lighter than you did before. Plus, it helps you practice good hygiene and get rid of the oils and grime that have collected throughout the day. So it's literally a win-win. Or maybe try spending time on your teeth. When was the last time you really spent time with your teeth? Like, got all up in there and really went to town? Why not do that tonight before bed? Instead of just brushing or brushing and flossing and kind of rushing through it, why not be a bit more purposeful in your approach? Brush for the full amount of time, then apply a fresh coat of toothpaste for your tongue and really get in there. 
Spend time with each individual tooth while flossing instead of rushing through while watching TV. And finally, finish it off with a nice swish from your favorite tasting mouthwash. It sounds silly, but this is a ritual we all engage in every day, hopefully. And often, we rush through it. Taking our time with it can lead to an increased appreciation for this simple act. And by slowing it down and really focusing on each of the steps, we actually turn it into a form of self-care. Or get flexible. Stretching is one of the most important things you can do to keep your body in good shape as you age. Spending time each day on this can do incredible things for how you feel in your own skin. Stretching is important because it improves your range of motion and your circulation. And I also want to emphasize the importance of stretching because it's a great way to reduce stress overall. This is especially important for people who sit all day long like I do, because as we age, our muscles naturally shrink from lack of use. So making sure that they're stretched daily will help them stay nimble as well as strong enough for as long as possible. Plus, you'll probably feel great right after doing it, so there's honestly no downside. Here's the point. It can be hard to put self-care first sometimes due to work schedules and responsibilities. That's why we focus on tiny ways to practice self-care more regularly rather than on the big things that are great but we can't consistently do. Self-care doesn't just mean going for a run in the morning or spending an hour meal prepping each week. Those things are nice, but if they aren't possible or if they're not possible all the time, all you need to do is make sure you're living an overall healthy lifestyle and putting yourself at the forefront of your priorities. So how do we practice self-care every day? How do we build it into our daily lives? If we're busy and short on time, how can we make sure we're practicing self-care as often as possible? Well, it's actually pretty simple when you think about it. And this is going to maybe annoy you a little bit. I always like to use the phrase that I learned from a friend and former coach of mine. I'm going to overwhelm you with how underwhelming this is. Practicing self-care every day requires you to build the habit of practicing self-care every day. Simple, right? It's super straightforward, but it's certainly not easy. So let's start by answering a simple question. What exactly is a self-care habit? Put simply, a self-care habit is a small action you do every day or week to take care of yourself. All of the examples we've already talked through can be made into habits if repeated often enough and given enough time. This is an important distinction to make. There is a difference between a random self-care action like journaling or brushing your teeth or moisturizing. There's a difference between the random self-care action and a repeated habit like journaling every night before bed. By turning our self-care actions into self-care habits, we make them easier to engage in, which then ensures that we're regularly practicing self-care, no matter how busy we are, because it becomes a habit. It's something that we're going to get done regardless. But that's not where this process ends, because there is a step available to us that's even further than just building a single habit, and that is the self-care routine. Whereas a self-care habit 
is all about repeating individual actions each day or week to make them easier to engage in. A self-care routine is like the container that these habits may fall into. To create a self-care routine, we need to create multiple self-care habits and then string them together one after another into a longer series of habits that we regularly follow. By doing this, we make each individual habit easier to engage in. We expand the amount of time we spend on our self-care each day and we ensure we're giving ourselves the attention that we deserve. So with that said, let's break all of this down into a simple process you can follow to build your self-care practice. First, start with self-care actions. Second, convert the actions you like into repeated habits. And third, string habits together to create a self-care routine. And to review that, our self-care actions are the random, disconnected things that we're doing to practice self-care on a day-to-day basis. This is the glass of wine at night. This is watching your favorite TV show. This is flossing after you brush your teeth and spending time with it. This is journaling every now and then. This is meditation every now and then. These are the self-care actions that we are doing them, we're engaging in them, but they're not necessarily habits because we don't specifically try to repeat them. Once we've experimented with those actions, then we can convert them to habits. Once we've found the things that we like, we can convert them to a habit that you engage in regularly. And by doing that, we actually give ourselves the benefit of coming into that habit with more information because we'll now understand, do we like this thing? Do we want to repeat this thing? Is this something that we're able to regularly make time for? What time of day do we typically do this thing? We have all of this information because it's something we've tried probably multiple times prior to committing to it becoming a habit. And so we can approach that habit creation process with more information and more to commit to, which makes it easier for that habit to stick. And then finally, once we've got a handle on a few different habits, once we've converted a few actions into habits and we've spent some time with those habits, then we can create a routine. We can string those habits together, find a time of day that makes sense and create a routine that we'll stick to over time. Why? Because the individual habits are already locked in. And ultimately, that's the secret. So how do we maintain that self-care practice for the long term? Well, we've already established, hopefully, that self-care is important. We've broken down what self-care should look like. We've talked about the role that actions, habits, and routines play in our daily self-care. And we've created a simple process for developing each of these in your own life. So next, we need to make sure we stick with it because at the end of the day, If you can't make these habits stick, then you aren't going to get the long-term benefits from them that you could. So when it comes to making these stick long-term, we're going to be talking about two things that are necessary. The beauty is that if you follow the process, you've actually already made this more likely to stick by first experimenting with actions, then converting the ones you like into habits, having more information about when you're going to do them and why. And then taking the ones that you've successfully built habits around and turning them into routines by going through that, you've already improved your likelihood of sticking with it long term. But there's two additional things you can add to this process to make it work even better. The first is reminders. And the second 
is time management and the role it plays in our ability to make our routines work in each individual day in the context of those days. So let's take a closer look at each of these. With reminders, self-care can get totally lost when we don't have reminders around us all day, every day. This means that you should probably experiment with setting up some kind of an alarm or prompt or alert system that you can use that works for you. One thing I like to do is to set a reminder on my Google Calendar for a random time that day. Now, I find that if the alarm goes off at the same time each day, like if I go in and I set an alarm for, let's say, 10 a.m., and every day the alarm's going off at 10 a.m. with a reminder for that thing, eventually I'm going to go blind to it. It's just not really going to be that effective. But if I make the time random each day, then I'm going to be surprised. And when you have the novelty of surprise, it makes it easier to remember that thing later. It makes it easier to engage with that thing now, simply because it caught you off guard. So use that to your advantage. Set an alarm for a random time every day and allow yourself that novelty to take advantage of the reminder and actually take action when it pops up. And the second thing we need to look at is time management. Now, here's a golden rule of self-care. When you're practicing self-care, you got to practice self-care. It's important, both for productivity and happiness, that we actually give ourselves enough time each week or month to allow ourselves to enjoy that time, to enjoy the gift that we're giving ourselves. Don't practice self-care half-assedly. Half-assedly? I don't know. I don't know what the actual term is. But don't practice it without giving it your attention, without giving it your focus. And there are a number of ways that you can make this time a priority. But one simple strategy is this. One, take out a piece of paper and write self-care at the top. Two, draw a line under it so you have two columns on your page. One labeled daily self-care and the other with any weekly or monthly items. Three, block off time at the start of your day or week for your daily self-care tasks and your weekly or monthly self-care tasks. Literally get them into your calendar or planner before anything else. Now this might seem extreme because after all, there are other things that are going to pop up. You're going to have dates with your partner or, or if you are dating, you're going to have time with loved ones, with friends. You're going to have work and the requirements around that. There are all of these things that are going to pop up and fill that time in your calendar before you know it. So it seems extreme to block off time for self-care before any of that stuff gets on. But let me ask you this. Shouldn't taking care of yourself come before responding to everyone else's needs? Aren't you important enough to yourself to justify that? Now, I think so. Maybe you don't. But if you don't, then you actually need to be practicing self-care even more. So I encourage you to block off this time first and make it the priority. Now, at the end of the day, whether or not you choose to make emotional self-care an important part of your day is entirely up to you. You can choose to make it happen and gain all of the benefits that come with it, like better mental health, more energy, improved relationships, and more happiness. Or you can ignore it and wait until you have an emotional breakdown to do anything kind for yourself. With that said, I want you to consider that you are just as worthy of taking care of your needs and doing the things that make you feel good, happy, loved as anyone else's. 
In fact, you are just as worthy of your love as the people that you choose to love are. You're more than willing to support them. You're more than willing to help them. You're more than willing to give them the attention and time that they deserve. Why not do that for yourself as well? It's not selfish. It's not vain. It's not being fussy. It's honestly necessary. And if more people viewed it this way, we would find ourselves in a better position at the end of each day. So throughout this article, this episode, we've covered a number of topics like what emotional self-care is, why it's important, what it should look like, and how to practice it. Then we looked at the process of turning it into a habit, then a routine, and finally, we looked at how to stay consistent with it for the long term. But here's an important takeaway. Here is your next step. Self-care may not always be easy to do, but it is always productive. It's not about feeling good all the time, though that would obviously be nice to have. It's about being able to feel anything, good, bad, sad, angry, whatever it is, and knowing that it's okay to have that feeling. Because the truth is, we will never stop needing self-care. Because life isn't fair, it's not easy. So why keep putting it off? And so I challenge you to do one kind thing for yourself today. It doesn't matter what it is, but pick something small that you could in theory repeat and do that one kind thing for yourself. That's it for my two-part episode on self-care. My goal here was pretty straightforward. I wanted to exhaust the conversation around self-care. I wanted to put something out that could become the definitive resource on practicing self-care, making it stick in your life, why it's important, so on and so forth. So hopefully we accomplished that. If you want to read this episode, if you want to read the full article, it's about 3,200 words long. It published today, so you can find it by going to tlbc.co slash self-care. That's tlbc.co slash self-care, or click the link in the description of this episode. And again, if this is something you want to go deeper on, I encourage you to download our free resource. 500 other people have already done it and have enjoyed it. Download the resource. It's the self-care checklist. Just go to selfcarelist.co and download it for free today or click the link in the description of this episode. Thank you again for tuning in, for hanging out, for spending this insane amount of time with me. I think we've gone like 40 minutes across the two episodes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.